Welcome to Let's Talk Socials, the social media podcast that helps service providers to level up their Instagram game and become more confident at it. In this podcast, you learn about the latest updates and trends in the social media space and get a glimpse into my life as a social media manager and coach. Let's get started. Let's Talk Socials. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Socials. Today, we're going to talk all things influencer marketing. I've recently done some more work with influencers for a launch that I'm helping to plan, as well as supporting one of my clients who you could consider as an influencer in some ways. During that work, I have noticed a lot of similarities in how businesses approach influencer marketing, and I've noticed a few mistakes that you can avoid. Since I've seen both sides of the coin, I have gotten quite a good idea of where the difficulties of each side lay and how to best overcome them. Now, even though I could talk about both sides, in this episode, I want to focus more on the business that is planning an influencer campaign side of things. Before we get into some mistakes that you should avoid, let's talk statistics. I mean, it's not going to be as nerdy as it sounds, but what I wanted to do is give you a few insights into the influencer market and show you that it is still very relevant. By the way, you could obviously also call influencers content creators, but actually it's just the same thing. I know that a lot of influencers don't like to use that term, but I think most businesses and most people use this term, so I will too for the sake of this episode. If you are an influencer yourself and don't like that term, please don't be offended by it and know that I am advocating for you in this episode. Now to some statistics. The influencer marketing industry is set to reach $16.4 billion in value in 2022. I think that's crazy. <laughs> Instagram is still the preferred social media channel for brands who want to do influencer marketing. Interesting statistic from the point of view of the consumer. After seeing posts with product information on Instagram, 87% of the viewers took a specific action like following a brand, visiting the store or making a purchase. More brands are actually looking into leveraging micro-influencers, so people who have up to 10,000 followers, to help minimize the cost of the campaign and increase the engagement of the campaign. The most popular niches for influencer marketing are lifestyle, beauty, music and photography. In the last few months, a new influencer category is also becoming more popular, which are influencers like financial influencer, skincare influencers or pet influencers. And lastly, influencer generated content performs much better if we compare it to branded posts. So that's an interesting statistic for you as well. Now, let's talk common mistakes that businesses make when they approach so-called influencers. The most common mistake is probably to assume that the influencer will post for free. Newsflash, your product is not payment. Products don't pay bills. Smaller influencers might agree to post only for products in return, but just like with many things, you get what you pay for. To you, it might look like they're just taking a photo or a video and posting it, but there's so much more work involved. First of all, 
This person has spent years building a loyal audience. They invested time and resources building their brand to where it is now. They might also have a team that at the front end of things you might not see, but that makes sure that everything looks professional and runs smoothly. They might have someone who takes professional photos or videos for them, someone who helps them with social media, or maybe a VA that coordinates collaborations with other brands. An influencer is a business in itself, and as such, it should also get paid for the service it provides. So don't just see this person as someone who posts on social media as their job, but as someone who runs a business. The thing is, the more you're willing to pay, the better the end result is also going to be. If the influencer gets paid a fair amount, they can also make use of the resources they have, like videographer, social media manager, etc. And that is going to help to make sure that the post that goes out is really high quality. I'm going to give you an example of a collaboration that was rather not ideal. So this is a real life example. One of my clients was approached by a brand and they asked if my client could post for free in exchange for some products. We agreed to that and said that was was going to be okay. They sent over the product and (laughs) already then they started making a lot of requests on how the post should look like, when exactly it should be posted and when we had some delay because I think my client was sick for a little while or I don't exactly remember what happened but there was some delay. They sent us an almost threatening message that we should return the products, that if we weren't going to post at all, then we shouldn't get their free product, etc. In the end, we did still do the post and everything was fine. But yeah, the whole approach of that business really left a bitter taste with myself and my client. And I'm not sure that my client would ever consider working with them again. So what I'm trying to tell you is that if you aren't willing to make that investment into an influencer campaign by not offering a fair pay or just sending them products, then you shouldn't assume that you'll have a lot to say in how the content will look like when it goes out, etc. Or if it goes out at all. Because depending on the size of the influencer, they might get sent a lot of products each week and they won't show every single one of them. The more you're willing to pay and the more work you are willing to invest in this, the more you're going to have a say in the execution, the creation and the posting of the content as well. And in the end, that is also going to influence how successful your campaign is. So that was a little bit of a mindset shift that I wanted you to make. The second mistake that you should avoid is not having a plan for your campaign. Before you even start to approach influencers to propose a collaboration, you need to have a few things mapped out. First of all, what is the goal of this campaign? Are you wanting to promote a specific product? Are you launching something? Or are you just wanting to increase followers on your profile? You need to know what the goal is. Otherwise, the influencers will have a hard time translating that into content, which will then make it more difficult to reach that goal. Second thing, how do you measure if you have reached this goal? Once you have your goals mapped out, you need to determine some KPIs, so some metrics that will help you to measure if your campaign was successful and if you have reached your goal. For example, if your main goal is to drive traffic to your website, you could track link clicks or website visitors. If your goal is to sell a specific number of products, then you can track products sold. 
ideally by using something like an affiliate link or a promo code so that you can attribute each sale back to an influencer. This is going to be important because you want to be able to evaluate which influencer was worth it for future collaborations. Another thing that you have to know before you approach people is who is your ideal client that you want to reach with this campaign. Most of the times it will be the regular ideal client that you target already anyways, but if you're launching a new product that is for a different target audience, then you might need to go over your ideal client again. Let's say you're a clothing brand and usually you make clothes for women, but now you're also launching a line for men. You could then approach male influencers to help drive some traffic. So the ideal client here might not be the woman that you usually target, but a man instead. And lastly, you should already have a vague idea of what the campaign should look like in terms of what are you wanting the influencers to post. Is it going to be stories only, feed posts, reels, what will be the overarching topics, etc. I'm saying initial ideas, not full-on planning already. This is going to be important because when you pitch to influencers, you already want to include some general information so that they can evaluate if they should collaborate with you or not. The more info you can already give them, the easier it is for them to make that decision. And then once you start talking more to each other of how you're going to work together and what the final result is going to look like, you can, you know, plan more of how they should create the content. And again, it's important to give them some ideas, but then you should make sure to give them a lot of creative license as well, because they know what works best with their audience. All in all, what I want you to do before you approach anyone is have a clear idea of what you want and your main goals. Now, let's come to a third mistake, which is not properly researching influencers before you approach them. Obviously, you can't see a lot of insights that they will be able to see on their end, but you can use a tool that I often recommend, which is called Not Just Analytics. I'll put it in the show notes as well. This tool shows you a lot of things like the engagement rate, the average amount of reach, comments, etc. that their post gets so that you can make an informed decision when you send out a proposal or even before um, you sign a contract with them. Ideally, you would check these things before you reach out to them to see if it would even be worth reaching out. Things that you should consider. Is their audience your ideal client? What vibe do you get from their page? Are their followers loyal, engaged? Do they trust this person? Does their aesthetic match yours and your brands? Are they promoting stuff all the time or do they only promote products that they really love? You basically want to see if their content is an online version of a telecommercial channel that just runs 24-7 or if it's high quality content with some promotions sprinkled in between. The reason for that is that if someone promotes just any product that is sent to them, it can be that their followers don't really trust them as much compared to someone who really cherry picks products. You also want to see what brands they have collaborated with in the past or are collaborating at the moment. I want you to do this for a few reasons. First of all, first of all, imagine you are a clothing brand that focuses on sustainability and fair compensation for its workers. If you then collaborate with someone who regularly does sheen hauls on their page, 
not only is your brand not going to have a strong impact on their followers, it might actually hurt your brand because now people start to associate that person who works with a shitty company uh, with your brand as well. And that is not very sustainable in the end. And secondly, you also want to make sure that they haven't collaborated with any of your competitors in the past for a similar reason, but also do not waste your and their time. So in general, before you approach anyone, make sure they are the right fit for your brand. Mistake number four is a mistake that you could potentially make when reaching out to an influencer that you have researched and that you think will match your brand. And that is the way in which you approach them. Depending on the size of the influencer, they might prefer being contacted by email or even via a manager instead of contacting them via DMs on Instagram. Smaller influencers might be happy to just be contacted by DM, but in general, I would recommend sending an email because I think it's just a little bit more professional and it shows that you really are interested in collaborating and it's not just like sending a quick DM. From my own experience, most brands will just send a generic DM, so if you want to stand out, write a professional email that shows that you really are interested in working together, that you have done your research. This will increase your chances with the influencer massively. If they don't have an email address in their bio, you could send them first a DM asking for their contact details so you can then send them an email. In this email, you want to include a few things. First of all, their name. I don't consider myself an influencer, not, not at all, but I do get my fair share of collaboration requests or cold pitches. And something that I absolutely despise are emails that start with, hey, just hey, without my name, or hi, and my name is spelled wrong. That to me is already a first red flag, because if you can't research their name properly, no thank you. So include their name and make sure you spell it correctly. And please also don't use their handle. I have seen this so many times. People have contacted me saying, hey, socials by Hannah or hey, at my client's handle. It's just weird. <laughs> it shows that you haven't taken a lot of time to get to know them or that you're probably just sending out mass emails. Oh, and another tip at this point, make sure that you follow their account for a while so that when they look you up, and they will look you up, they see you as a follower. I have personally gotten a few requests from people to do a collaboration, and if they aren't even following me, it's an instant no for me. This shows me that they haven't really considered if our brand is a good fit, and if someone wants to collaborate with me, they need to be a good fit. You then also want to introduce yourself in your email and your brand so that the other person can already see if it would be a good fit. And then something that a lot of people forget is pointing out what would be in it for them. So why should they collaborate with you? For example, your products could be the answer to a problem that their audience has. Imagine you are um, a baby sleep coach. You could reach out to some mom influencers because you know that a lot of new moms struggle with getting their baby to sleep. This influencer has maybe also shared with their audience that she has had a few sleepless nights lately because her baby just didn't want to sleep. So your service or products would be a perfect fit and it would also seem authentic and natural in their content. 
By explaining how the influencer can benefit from this collaboration, apart from the compensation, obviously, you also increase your chances that they will accept. Lastly, I would also already include a general idea on what you're thinking of and ask if they would be interested to chat any further. Now, let's assume that they have accepted to do a post for you. Please don't forget to set up a contract with them. You don't necessarily have to get a lawyer to draw up a formal contract, although I would recommend that. You could also just write down an agreement yourself. What's important to mention in this agreement are things like compensation, how much will they get, do they get a flat fee, is it a commission-based pay, timeframes, and deliverables. Deliverables include things like the actual posts and stories um, and anything else you would like, for example, an insights report or debrief afterwards. That is obviously up to you. And again, it comes back to what I mentioned in the first mistake. The more you're willing to give, the more you can also ask for them in terms of deliverables. Something else that you would pin down in a contract are things like usage rights and exclusivity. So can they use your photos for anything else? Can you use their photos for anything else but the posts? And can they work with similar brands in the future? Again, the more you're willing to give, the more you're going to get. Okay, I have one last mistake, which is not analyzing and evaluating your campaign after it's finished. It's important to do a little bit of a debrief and see what worked well and what didn't. This would also help you to understand who to work with in the future and who to avoid. I hope this episode was interesting for you. Even if you're not necessarily planning on doing an influencer campaign anytime soon, but who knows, maybe sometime in the future and then this episode could be really useful. If you do want help with influencer outreach or planning social media content for a launch, reach out to me because this is something that I have recently done a little bit more and I can offer you some assistance with that. As always, I would love if you could rate this podcast or even write a review. But either way, I appreciate you tuning into this episode and I'll hear you next time when it's again time to talk socials.